0: All right guys, welcome to another episode of the Type One Lifting Podcast. I have a uh, a good friend of mine that I actually this is the first time talking face to face with him. Uh, we've been hitting each other up through 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 like you know instant messenger, not instant messenger, but like you know Instagram DMs and stuff like that. So, John with how's it going? Hey Thomas, uh, so good to finally uh, see you face to face, man. Yeah, I think yeah, it's be a good show. yeah, definitely. definitely. So um, we were doing Misfit, for, you were doing Misfit for a while, and then we kind of connected through that way, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, um, so we've done many different program styles at our CrossFit Box. Um, we started Misfit a couple of years ago, and then we kind of left that because, um, you know, there's something called, um, um, it's called bitch work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're like, okay, no, we're not going to do that anymore, because <laughs> that was like six hours of training a day. Yeah. Um, that was hardcore yeah so we, we you know we've just uh, changed it up since then I mean uh, so, so, so the coach of our uh, our box grant he's um, kind of got a, uh, a bit of his own with a bit of mayhem as well
0: okay very cool yeah so um, how did you get into CrossFit
1: so okay um, I kind of spread myself so thinly over everything in high school and by everything, I mean sports. Like I did basketball, athletics, cross country. I didn't really focus on anything specifically. I mean, if, if, if I could say I focused on one thing, it would be basketball. But I didn't really, you know, really attune myself to one sport. Um, and I was training at a gym called 360 at the time. It was 2013. And uh, I saw this competition called LMS 360, so I was like, oh wow, there's this, co- there's, a, uh, there's this competition at my gym. So I just booked a ticket, didn't look at anything, and I, asked, oh, um, I went to my coach, was, like, oh, dude, where's this competition happening? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, there's, there's, no, there's no competition. So then I looked, I was like, oh, shit, Centurion, now I'm in Cape Town, and this was in Joburg, which is the two and a half hour flight. I was like, oh frick, so now I just bought myself a ticket, you know, up, up, uh, like up country. Uh, he's like it's a crossfit comp, and I was like, oh, cool. Then you can teach me. He was like, well, okay, because they, you know, they did functional movements there, and I hadn't, like, I hadn't thought about crossfit. I hadn't done crossfit yet, but he was kind of teaching me the basics, like, you know, teaching me double unders and like base things. Anyway, so I went to this competition, and uh, obviously I was a beginner. And man, it was such an awesome competition. It was called Last Man Standing, and um, I just, you know, people were hitting handles across the stage, running up the hill with like these water things on their back. Um, Doing burpees, flipping tires. I was like, "This is my game. I
2: love it." I thought, <laughs> because I, um, spread myself so thinly of everything. This is everything
0: in one coming together. I was like, "This is perfect." Right. So yeah, I just kind of got into it after that. Nice. And, uh, how, and how long have you been? How long have you been doing it? So 2013. Um, so six, six and a half, seven years. Okay, awesome. And then you have your that's, love. That's it yeah, it's it's that's probably like, like roughly the same amount of time that I did. Like roughly like the same time I got in. But uh, you you have your level two CrossFit certification. So for a lot of people that like I don't even know how to do it. So like what's the process to get your level two?
1: So okay, uh, you first have to get your level one, of course. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's all pretty much the same price. So what you do is you just look for a local box that's hosting um, in your city. So there's normally in every city around the world, there's going to be one box that uh, affiliates to... Um, head office they've they've got something that affiliates with you know head office and um that's where all the seminars will take place so you just hit them up uh your book and uh you get a pamphlet that you have to read through um you don't actually need uh any background in exercise at all i mean luckily i had because i was i've I've been a trainer for 10 years so i thought okay you know i've I've got this like i'm you know but it's, it's it's completely different mindset of training which is great uh, so it totally takes you off that stereotypical, you know, one rep, two rep, you know, strength, strength and power. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, once you've got your uh, your level one, that takes it's uh, it happens over a weekend, and so does your level two. So you obviously study and you go in for your like, practical side of um, the book that you are uh, studying.
0: Okay. Cool. Very cool. So, um, and it that was it. Was it a lot harder than the level one, or like what? What was a little bit different?
1: Um, so level two is a lot more practical than level one. Um. So there's a lot more group work. There's a lot more um, of you teaching a class. Okay. Because you know, they want to see that you can actually, you know, not take um, um how to say, take control? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas level one is the it, it's. Basic. It's basic. It, it, it's like your first year as a personal trainer. It's like yeah. your basic anatomy, basic physiology, basic movements, the nine functional movements. Um, so just kind of, kind of understanding the base of uh, of what CrossFit is. Okay. I mean, obviously, you know, to become a, cro- uh, a CrossFit coach in any boxer around the world, you just need the um, the level
2: one obviously level two can thank a favor
0: if you've got that experience to back it as well which is great mm-hmm. very cool very cool are you looking to get your level three at all even though like all this stuff with crossfit's going on so, you know what? Uh, yeah so uh, there's a lot
1: going on at the moment but and and and, and my coach and myself have you know we, we've spoken about it he's got his level two and he will probably do his level three at some point i don't know if i'll need it um because if I do level three, then I'd want to do level four, and
0: I think there's only like four or five people with level four in the world. Yeah. Um, if my understanding is correct. But um, I don't think I need it at the moment. Um, you know, they say
1: if you've got your level three, that it's the same um, because you go really in-depth with in weightlifting as well, and it's the same uh, as your ACSM weightlifting degree. So instead of going to university and studying sports uh, um, uh, sports conditioning, yeah. you could just do your level
2: three. Huh. So...
1: Interesting but it, at the same time, I think it's only still – once you've done your studying, it's only a two-day like, practical exam. Mm-hmm. you know. So what can you learn uh, in two days? Compared you know, to – I'm sure a lot but I mean – Yeah.
0: I mean it, it's a lot – yeah, yeah. It's a lot different from like a four-year school to like a weekend school. Exactly. exactly. So yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Very cool. So, um, so you, you're a type 1 diabetic. So how long have you been a diabetic for?
1: So I've been uh, diabetic for, oh, I was 14, so 26, uh, oh gosh, sorry, hold on, uh, 20, 28 years. No, that's, a, that's a, what I I say, 20 years, 18 years. Um, <laughs> 28 years, sorry. <laughs> uh, 18 years. Yeah, I was, um, so I'll quickly take you through the story. Yeah. So in, was it, t- like, December, January of 20, uh, what was it, 2000, December, January of the year 2000. Um, I was at my dad, um, and I, you know, I just had acne on my face, and I was so tired. I was getting up four, or five times a night to go pee. Um, I remember, you know, just before I get in the shower, I was like, "Wow, like I'm so thin, I can't pick up weight. Like I'm, I can eat so much, I'm so lucky." Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm actually diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was this was a Saturday that we kind of had a family discussion about going to eat myself checked out. My sister was like, "I think you might be diabetic," and I was like, I, "I didn't know what that was." I was like, "Okay, well that, that's cool." So um, on the Sunday, I was going to go to this pharmacy to get my my sugars checked out, um, and they were closed. So I went home to my mom, and we said, "Okay, on the Tuesday, we were going to take my, uh, you know me for a like blood test and everything." And on the Monday, I had cross country. So this was. Uh, Following down now, so this is probably about four or five months later. Um, because country season, I went for a run, and there was a guy that I knew I was a lot better at running than. Um, he was just down the road. I was just no, like, I, I was tired, I had no energy. I was like, something is definitely wrong. <laughs> so I went home that night, I didn't eat. I uh, woke up the next morning. My mom's like, Okay, you're going to the doctor. I went to the doctor, uh, had a urine sample. The doctor's like, Yeah, no, you're, you're diabetic. And I was like, Oh, cool, cool. Like, my mom's like oh my gosh oh no what's
2: happening
1: and I'm like okay cool then yeah I ended up staying in hospital for two weeks Um, you know the second day in hospital they brought me this pen um, I'm like, what, what are you doing? You know, they're like, oh, you've got to inject yourself now. I'm like, what? And, and 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 you know, over the course of two weeks, I had like eight to ten doctors a day coming in, and and and, and all these student doctors coming and seeing, you know, this is a young boy, he's got diabetic now, uh, he's got diabetes now, uh, telling me what to do, how to do it. I met this nutritionist. Uh, I picked up 35 kilograms, and a lot of people were not I picked up 35 kilograms in two and a half months. Wow. And I weighed, uh, um, I weighed 42 kilograms um, before I was diabetic, and I weighed. Forty or is it seventy? Seventy, uh, to seventy eight kilos. After that, so it was just. I mean, I had that point to let the energy in and out. Now, so my body was reacting. Yeah.
0: You know? yeah, And
1: then I picked up weight for the first time. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, this yeah. is what waking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you were when you when you were on that run, did you have like heart like chest chest tightness or anything like that? Because when I when I when I was previously diagnosed, like not even diagnosed yeah. yet. Like one work that I remember it was like box jumps and like something else and it like I was completely gassed and it felt like my chest was like caving in. W did you have something like that enough? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean listen, when I've had high sugars it's, you
1: know, um I can only relate for people who are diabetic to you know when you wake up in the morning and your eyes are already tired and you've got that like dryness of uh, you like in your eyes and that's what I feel it's like and when I'm sorry, I'm, I've got notifications. Um, when I um, when I'm doing a hard exercise, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I wouldn't say tight chested, but I I'll definitely find it hard to breathe. Yeah, um, and I think you'll obviously notice as well. Like it doesn't matter; you could do a a, a seven minute workout, uh, so your sugar could be completely neutral. Let's say five. You could do a seven minute workout, and, and one day your sugar is going to go up to twelve. You can do a seven minute workout the next day; it's going to go down to two. You know
2: so it's 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 very uh, independent for every individual who has diabetes. yeah which um it, it's it,
1: it, it makes us able to kind of you know challenge ourselves because we have to take control of, of you know this uh, condition yeah um, I think you do quite well man you've got a massive you know following and
0: uh, I mean, not not as big as some people, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying. So I mean, or, originally, like originally I started my Instagram account was I was like like before diabetes, and it was like Coach Thomas Lennon. And then when I got you know uh, diabetes and like I had the whole story of like how I met the five year old and like I wanted to do more and I started type one lifting. That's when I started it, and I kind of like started following more and more, you know, diabetics and just like because. They're pretty much like my coaches, like helping me out, try to figure out like the way the way to be a diabetic or like what to do in this certain situation. Yeah. So, yeah. so and yeah. and obviously like doing this podcast is like I'd love to get other people's opinion, like like opinions on their life. So maybe mm-hmm. someone's in the same predicament, they can you know help get help from that way. I'm listening. Of course,
1: I mean, listen, it, it's changing all the time, right? And like I said, everybody
2: like reacts differently to everything.
0: So. Yeah. Um, you can have five different podcasts, and everybody's going to say something different. So yeah. I mean, it's so nice to talk about
2: that, and it's so nice to chat with
1: uh, you know more people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, just kind of level your, um, your
2: perspective.
0: Yeah. So when you when you're when you start working out, what like what are the numbers that you're looking for pre like working out for your for diabetes? Uh,
2: you, you,
1: you're talking sugar levels. Yeah. So anything above twelve, I won't really exercise. Just regarding ketones in the blood. Um, and I've heard that that's bad for my heart. Um, I have exercised before, and I've, you know, speaking of being very tired and, and, and uh, uh, not being able to do much. So I've, I've done a full exercise. I've, um, I think, well, if I can have a day workout, I mean, something more than 15 minutes. And I just, I, I, I know I'll, I'll be having a bad time. And afterwards, my sugar levels would be like 18 to 21. And I'm like, shit, I've just done a whole run of exercise, and my body's just taking all this damage. Um, so, I know that, you know, when you exercise, when you're doing strength training, um, your body pulls sugar into the blood. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so sorry, your, your, your uh, body pulls sugar into the muscles to obviously utilize it. Mm-hmm. And I used to take insulin before I used to train, uh, but sometimes they'll work and sometimes I just have a high So So, anything from uh, 5 to under 12, I'd be okay to train with.
0: Yeah. So, for me, for like, for me I typically, I go like the... Um, I usually run like 200 so I don't know what that, what number it is oh the... uh,
1: you've got a different system yeah yeah, yeah. okay so
0: like I usually <laughs> I usually hit like 200 and I, I think I think is that 8 8 something or something I, I, I gotta I gotta try to remember it's that it's
2: like positive grams it's the same yeah 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah that's what I usually try to like train like when I hit the 200 because I'm worried about like dropping or you know I mean if I go up a little bit I understand that it's like hormones kicking in so I mean, which is fine, but then I usually dose properly after. But do you do you have like a glu um, like a dexacom or anything like that or?
1: Uh, so you mean like a CGM monitor? Yeah. yeah so I I tested it uh, for two weeks last year and it worked great. I mean, my sugar was perfect. I mean, dare I say perfect? But perfect. Um, but it's very expensive over here, and and our uh our medical
2: just nice pay for it.
0: So I'm moving to the UK soon, and I know
1: that the NHS um, they
0: pay for it, so I will be getting one. Oh, cool! Once I'm kind of sort sorted out
1: there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So American have, Inch- have you
0: got one of those? No, because like once again, for you, exact, exact, exact thing for you. Like it's too expensive for me. So they're asking, okay. Okay. they're asking like an initial fee of like eight hundred dollars, and then oh, man. every, and then like every three months, it's like one hundred twenty-five bucks and then every right. month it's an extra 30 and I'm like I can't do that so yeah yeah you know I, I tried
2: 7.
0: yeah so I actually a, a former neighbor of mine he was a diabetic he gave me a month supply of like the freestyle libre you know that little white dish oh, that people have yes, yes,
2: yes, yes, yeah that's
0: what I had. and yes. so uh I I liked it I mean it wasn't bad but the problem was yeah. like they were I, I need a prior authorization for my doctor so pretty much like the my my insurance won't pay for it so they, I need to get a special like note from my doctor to say like, hey, I want him to get on it just so it can be approved. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's unreal. And then like...
1: You know what, man? I'm sorry, Tom carry on? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, so obviously you know, um, in the medical field, I mean it's a, it's a chronic condition and something like this would be so helpful for any diabetic, but it's, I don't know why medical won't pay for it, um they've obviously got many reasons why but um i think once they realize the benefit then they'll start you know introducing a lot more uh kind of help towards yeah making it uh, easier to you know buy
0: yeah well it's it's funny because in the states they all like the insulin manufacturers are giving free insulin to people that have like lost their jobs during the cold covid 19 thing Oh, awesome. and I'm like why don't you do it in the first place like why is it so expensive in the beginning but you can give free insulin to somebody like yeah, yeah. you know doesn't make sense it, it's all about money you know yeah Um. and of course during a time you
1: know with the whole world like in crisis every, every big company needs to realize okay well I need to do my to show that I care um yeah you know, so they don't look bad yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, so, uh, August will be five years.
1: Okay. Okay. So you said five years.
0: Yeah. So I, I got diagnosed uh, a month before my 35th birthday.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'm an old older, older guy that I got it late. So yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Uh,
1: let me tell you that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every, all, all like the diabetics that go on the podcast, they're like super jealous. They're like, man, you're so lucky you got it so late. And I'm like. I really, I don't, I don't, know. I mean, maybe, maybe, oh, yeah. but um. So, so when did you? When did like when did you start getting into like the personal training field?
1: Um. Okay. So that would probably be a year after high school. Um. Well. Okay. So I obviously applied for my uh, applied for my college while I was in high school. Um. Then I got in. And a lot of people don't know this. It, it's, I don't really like to say it because I was never like a professional athlete by a long shot. But I used to love athletics, and I thought to myself, and this is a true story. Like I said to myself, I'm, 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 I want to go to the Olympics for the meter sprint. And if I'm going to get there, I want to help other people get to their goals. But I'm, well, I'm obviously getting to mine. But I mean, I never actually trained for. I mean, I, I did the for meter sprint in high school, but I was, like, I was never like a, an amazing. I mean, you'll ask anybody, like, oh, it was okay. <laughs> um and then i just yeah I, I i got into the fitness side of things and I'm like i used to be a very timid person and then i kind of just like uh i came out i was very uh, very outspoken um um it's very loud uh but like a nice nice loud you know uh and then i just i you know i got into helping people and so there's a there's a gym franchise over here called virgin active but i don't know if you've heard of it
0: yeah, yeah. So, so that's by uh, Richard Branson. He owns it. Well, I don't yeah, know if he still oh, yeah, owns it. They, yeah. The I think they have like maybe one or two of those gyms. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's our
1: biggest franchise of gyms here, and it was um one of my. Um, one of my friends in my class, he worked at Virgin Active. And it's a really silly story, but he had a card. It was a gold, shiny card. It looked like a nice little holographic, shiny thing. I was like, oh, I want one of those cards. And he's like, Well, you have to work at Virgin Active. So I was like, Cool. And then I applied. And then I got in. I was like, Yes. And then, so I worked there for uh, yeah, 10 years. I mean, this year was the last year I'd worked there. So, um, yeah, I, I got to training. I, I worked on the floor for a while as a little floor instructor. Um, flew to the UK for like eight months, uh, came back, and then yeah, started training. Um, you know, I got to know the people, and uh, just kind of you know, hit off from there. Yeah.
0: yeah. So w- when you were yeah. picking when you were picking up clients, do, were you like walking around the floor, like asking people, like, hey, you know, would you like personal training sessions, or did they like kind of like said so they, they have like another sales guy that did all the work for you?
1: Yeah, no, so, so so you have to do the you know the selling yourself. So you're an independent contractor. I mean, of course, um, there are sales staff over there. So you know, they will if if, if somebody um, so if the sales staff knows you and they're seeing a new client who wants to come into the gym, they'll be like, oh well, you want you know this type of training with this type of individual. Well, okay, well this trainer, like up top of mind, this trainer is, is is who I would suggest. Uh, there is a board for all the trainers, so you can if if you walk into the gym, you'll see all these pictures of. Of 25 trainers, and then it'll have their little motto. Um, you know what they like, uh, what they specialize in, how long they've been there for, uh, and you can make up your mind. But um, it's it's kind of just talking to people. I, I, like you really learn to become a people's person. You yeah. know, like especially at uh, the one I was at. Like if you if you weren't good with people, you just wouldn't make it there. Like you have to you, you had to know how to talk to people. Yeah, Yeah, and I mean, I was never good at talking to people. Like, I was very shy in uh, in primary school. I mean, even even a little bit of high school. But I mean, I think I definitely, as I grew up, I definitely matured that way. Um, So personal training is really, uh, yeah, it's made me a very loud person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same here, same here. So, uh, what are your what are your best moments as as a personal trainer? Like that, like come come to mind.
1: So listen, I mean if your client's getting a result, right, I, I mean, people think results are big, but I mean, the smallest thing, like, you've got somebody, you know, uh, I'll talk about weight loss for a second, we've got a lot of, you know, clients who have uh, a fair amount of weight and they want to lose some, um, just five kilos, and, 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 and you know, they're, like they're really sympathise with you,
0: um,
1: I think it's, it's 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 moments like that that really get you, um, but I mean, I think it's just the, gosh, over the 10 years, man, this this. There's so many memories, yeah. especially at this place. I mean, obviously, I've, I've, I've kind of built, that That's, I, I'd say, one of the biggest jobs that I've had outside of school. So, I mean, I think 95 percent of my friend base that I've got now is is through that gym. Okay. You
0: know, cool. so
1: I mean, if like if I didn't work there, I think like where would I have been? Who would I have known? Yeah. You know, so just um, yeah, you know, my, my my entire friendship be like, I guess.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I I have, I have a lot of friends like. I've been to work at trained at like actually I was a trainer at three different gyms and like nice. I still I still talk to like a bunch of them so like I moved from like n- north of north of the United States and moved down south so it's like on the they're all on the East Coast so I went to another this main gym and in like the gym that you see all the videos of me doing the lifts like that's I, I still work out there and I still talk to like all all the people there and. You know, it's just a great community to talk to, so. Well, um, but well, I mean,
1: listen, I like, I watch your your, your your stories. I mean, you're a strong guy, you know, like, you can live some good weight, so that's it's good, you know, it, it, it's nice to know, and I, I know you follow um, uh, Jessica, is it Jessica Butner or something? She's a she's a powerless, no, yeah, yeah. She diabetic. Ac-
0: yeah, the funny, funny thing is, I just did a, po- I just recorded a podcast with her, uh, like, a couple days ago.
1: Nice. That's so cool. Okay. So, like I've never met her. Like I come into, uh, I don't know. Like she's never planned. like, she doesn't know me. I'm just a random diabetic, you know. <laughs> so she's very strong for it, like a
0: diabetic girl. It's very impressive. Yeah. Like she, like in the recording, I asked her what her like her max numbers are, and it was like insane. I'm like, I don't, I can't even get to that with numbers. Like she, she's like,
2: wow.
0: like fifty pounds to like a hundred pounds more than than what I what I can do. So wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And like, and I kind, I kind of, I kind of like, you know, make an excuse saying like I'm six six, so I kind of blame it on like the height, you know, compared to her being 5'7". So, <laughs> as we
2: do, as we do.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, seriously, like she just squats like two inches and pops back up again, and she's already there. So, Mark, I, 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 I just had a my friend Mark. Sorry,
1: just just ignore that. Sorry. Okay. It
0: went on. Uh, on mute. Oh, muted. That's okay. So yeah, so like literally, she just takes two two min two inches and just squat down and come back up again. So. It's, like, not fair, uh, so. <laughs> is, she, is she
1: quite a small individual?
0: Yeah, she's, like, 5'7". She like oh, man. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, typical CrossFit athlete, so. Okay. But, uh, um, she, is she a
1: CrossFit
0: athlete? What's that?
1: Is she a CrossFit athlete? No, no,
0: she's a powerlifter. Just a powerlifter. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah.
1: I thought
0: so. Yeah, oh, she, okay. yeah right. it, it's pretty funny, yeah. But, um, okay. so, so you had, like, a little life-changing episode that happened to you. Um, you know, was it a couple like two two years ago, two three years ago? Uh, uh, it was last
1: year. So I mean, okay, so what in twenty twenty? Uh, the end. So November twenty eighteen was where you know we found it all out
0: yeah. yeah. So so you had you you found you found out you had cancer. So how did you find out? Like how did you find yeah, out about yeah, so, that?
1: So um, it it it, it was testicular cancer. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I've had this question asked many a time, like how did you find out and. This is gonna sound really weird, but like if I'm sitting somewhere, I well, like I'm relaxed, or I'm watching TV. I'll just like sit with my hands, like, you know, just chilling. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Whatever>. um, <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Um, and if do you know what an endearment is? It's so those. It's it's a little chewing gum. Um, it's like a hard like a hard candy. Oh, okay. um, yep. so j- just imagine like a, a, a hard piece of chewing gum. But if you if you took like, like a ball. Uh, if you had to take that candy away,
2: then it would still be hard, but it, it, like soft but hard, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I just, something just didn't feel right, and
1: like I didn't think anything of it, but I knew that I had to go get it checked out. So I, I met an appointment with, um, with my urologist, and yeah, he did a check, and you know he was like, okay, nice. doing, telling me all the numbers. And, oh yes, that's that. And that's that. I'm like, oh, this is so awkward, you know. <laughs> And uh, then I, when he moved to the one side, his face just changed, like his whole expression just changed, he was like, I was like, oh gosh, what are you, what's happening here? You know, so he said to me, okay listen, you've got get these tests done today, please come see me at three o'clock. Uh, this was a Monday. Um, and so I had the test done, um, and the uh, lady was scanning me. I was like, oh, it has to be a lady now. so- Yeah, of course, crazy. yeah. Almost, like, literally in the space of 24 hours. Had all my tests done, went back, and he was like, "You know, you've got to stick with the cancer." And then he, he, you know, they they try to like sugarcoat it, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, You know, they they, they're like, "Oh yeah, if if, you know, if you want a cancer, this is the best one to get because it's the most curable, and you know, um, everybody has it, everybody gets over it." I'm like, okay. So, um, I told my family that Wednesday. Um, I called them all over to my house um, and then yeah, I told them all, it was a big big shock to the family, you know uh, and like, I was a bit upset um, obviously I had, to, I had to tell many people, because I, 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 uh, I just entered a competition, a, a, a crossfit competition called Phyllis and Town, which is the biggest one in in, uh, in South Africa yeah. and I, you know, we were training for that and obviously I had to pull out now um, so then I had to tell everybody and I was like I didn't know how to say anything and like I was always saw myself as just like a strong character but then obviously as soon as i would start speaking about it i'd get like you know very cheery-eyed yeah um and then you know people would try and me coded like you'll be fine you'll be fine you're strong you're, you're like you're powerful blah 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 and um yeah so anyway so that monday i got um i got diagnosed and he said listen it's 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 localized it's it's it hasn't gone anywhere that we've seen so i said he, he said you he have to take it out i was like well let's freaking do it so that friday i had the operation um, I don't know what it's called the operation. Anyway, but it you know came up that Friday.
0: Testi- was it a testicular ectomy or I I I've, I can't remember it. So man, it, I, I just I, I it's, it took my tongue. Anyway,
1: anyway, so um, so I had it done that uh, that uh, that Friday, and then the Monday he came and said, "Listen, um, your so there's certain levels, you know, like you get sugar levels within diabetics. So have yeah. got your." Uh, you got your cancer markers and those went up he said uh within five weeks if your uh, if your markers keep going up then there's still some active cancer in you and that was obviously the case so then they said listen you have to do uh you have to do chemotherapy um, and you know i haven't known anybody with cancer throughout my whole life uh, i mean i've known friends or friends or family but no one in my first family and i was like well you know what like i'm not gonna do Chemotherapy, like I'm, I'm just not going to do that. Um, So this is when I decided to, you know, move on to that, um, that healthy, that healthy lifestyle. So my girlfriend, she was very, very supportive because she's vegan. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, So she's like, listen, you've got to eat fresh fruits, fresh, uh, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. And uh, yeah, for five months I went on a vegan uh, diet, and I mean, my family and I fought because they were like, no, 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 you have to do chemo. You're going to die otherwise. My sister, she even went to Bahama back and she, she had gotten hold of Lance Armstrong's uh, urologist. And she had said, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she had uh, um, sent him saying, oh my brothers, uh, he's been diagnosed, he, uh, please you need to tell him that he needs to do chemotherapy. Like, And, and, and he says, like, and, and I've got this email from, I don't know what his name is, but I've got the email from this doctor uh, or this urologist saying, uh, you tell your brother that if he doesn't do chemotherapy, he's gonna die. I'm like, this guy doesn't even know me, and this is what he's saying about, me. like, this is pretty rough, bro, like,
0: yeah, so, if, if you can hear this, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so,
1: so, uh, anyway, so, there were uh, big family fights, I had, uh, five months of, you know, eating healthy, um, I lost 12 kilograms in two weeks, just because I completely leaned out, Yeah. Um, it was, just crazy, like, no carbs, you know, I was, I was eating, like, it was, it was gross, but it was nice,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and, you know i mean the food yeah then, yeah i um.
1: after five months i decided like i i i went back to test now like this and this thing it's it's getting bigger there was something something kind of started to grow next to my aorta i was like well i don't know what that is uh then like this you have to do uh you have to do chemo your markers keep going up it's gonna get worse like you you know you, you're at a base now you can still get it while it's you know young whatever and um yeah i i made the choice to do therapy i mean I, I chatted to my coaches um my uh my coach's family you know they were very supportive you know they told me um there's a guy i forget his name it's called crispy's cancer you might know him you you might have read the the books i, ma- uh, I might have so no, no. yeah I, it, it, anyway um so so his name's chris walk and um I, you know I got inspired but at the same time after after like five months and my markers were still going up I thought okay well I think I might need to do this so I, I just kind of submitted myself yeah and then for I think for four or five months I was doing chemotherapy so it, it was a three day on 21 day off cycle for four hours um uh, and my my uh, oncologist was like listen you might lose your hair you might not you might get sick you might not um you know, if we give you medication to help with uh, being sick, please just take it, even if you're not feeling sick. So you know, they tell you everything that you need to, uh, you need to know. Um, like I only got sick once during chemotherapy, and wow. I wasn't even like throwing up. Yeah. I, I was uh, so hungry for some fish, so I had this oily fish and chips. Yeah. And I just got sick afterwards. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was just a little bit. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so people talk about losing weight when they, you know, um, go through chemotherapy, but I think it's because you throw up. And I was very fortunate. Like I, I stopped myself from from throwing up many times. Like I, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. But w- one thing, if I can, anybody's watching this who, who who's going to go through chemotherapy, don't have any foods that you really like during chemotherapy. Because I don't like mushrooms. I, I stopped liking oranges. Uh, orange juice tasted like mango juice. Um, it was, my, my, my taste buds went crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. It, it was a big, it was a big, uh, it was a big hit,
0: but it's you know it's it's over now. Yeah, um, it's, down, it's dusted. But there's
2: obviously the other operation. You've seen that
0: one. Yeah, yeah. On the, well, I I was just gonna yeah. say like if you if you if, if to the listeners that, that look at your Instagram page, like back in the day you ha- you lost your hair. Well, you you got the hair was gone, so you kind of looked like Professor yeah. X. So you kind of looked like Professor <laughs> X from the X Men. So which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. So.
1: Man, I was like you know what I, I could actually totally because like I heard that at the time they were um um I think they were remaking x-men and I was like well listen I could I could I could apply for the role of this guy because I like, <laughs> pretty darn, you know something um, yeah so what happened regarding the loss of hair was um I went through my first cycle and I was fine and then I would just try to kind of run my you know uh, hand through my hair and I was like oh, like there's hair there like that's all I thought maybe it's just a brush of hair that I you know didn't brush or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and then I would just pull it out and i was like okay so, something's happening here um anyway so the morning of my second cycle before i started i went to the, the barber and i was like take it all off bro like i'm not gonna let this stuff take my hair i want to take it myself mm. so yeah i shaved my hair and then for the yeah, for the next five months it just didn't grow back at all And like all the hair on my body just like left <laughs> except my eyebrows my eyebrows were good yeah so that was cool I was yeah. very fortunate about
0: that. So you you weren't yeah. able to get, grow a beard or anything like that at all, or no,
1: nothing, nothing. So I I was completely. I mean, I've never really been able to grow a beard. I mean, obviously during the lockdown, I've grown a bit of a, a beard, which is great. But um, yeah, during during uh, chemo, you, I mean, because hair's fast growing, all the fast growing cells just get wiped out. Yeah, yeah. So so that was uh completely um impossible to grow any type of
0: hair. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing because, yeah. like, obviously, like, you don't want to be like a, well, I mean, you know, there's some, like, hairy, hairy dudes, and then all of a sudden they lose all their hair. They're like, well, this is the best thing ever. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And funny thing, after um, when I finished therapy, so I finished in was it June or July. I, th- I think July. Um, so I finished, and then two. June, July, or September. Uh, six weeks later, I had my test, and my markers were fine. Um, then he said to me, "Jono, you know the thing in your body hasn't—it um, hasn't shrunk during your chemotherapy." And I was like, oh, "He's like, listen, it's actually got a little bit bigger." This is my this is my oncologist,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, like I was happy because like, I'd finished chemotherapy. And I was like, "I'm glad I'm in the world now." And then this was the operation they told me about at the beginning when I was first diagnosed. Like you might be you might have to do this operation and uh yeah so uh, that is called an rp lnd so uh lymph node dissection so what happens if i just use this here i mean they didn't cut me this way they cut me that way
2: yeah just below the bed um there was a, a, a mass just next to my aorta
1: which had gotten bigger so what it could have done if it got too big was stop the blood flow in my body mm-hmm. um, so i had that off done and that was like a massive c-section um so but like anybody who goes to my Instagram can have a look at that um yeah and then obviously getting back to exercise again was a hard you know hard patch because I couldn't move I couldn't you know yeah like coughing I
0: yeah I can, I can imagine like like with especially with people with C-sections like they just rip their abdominal muscles and so now yeah. they're trying to regenerate back and obviously like I bet you like trying to get out of bed was like really hard for you
1: man it was crazy like I I'd have to sit on my bed, hold, I, I, I'd take a
0: pillow, hold it on my stomach, and I'd drop down, and I'd have to kind of stay in that position and then hold it if I wanted to move, you know, on my back, because it was like nothing could move. Yeah.
1: Um, and I was so scared every time I felt like a cough or a sneeze coming on. I was like, because oh, it was so soft. It felt like I was cutting my stomach open every time I did that. Yeah. Um, and when I was in hospital, I had physios coming to help me, you know, breathe through this tube to get my. Um, like my stomach moving again, but um, yeah, it's, it's weird, man. You know, because you you, you kind of yeah, you know, you're you're paralyzed. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. So so how so how long so how long did it take you to, to? Are you still like kind of recuperating with your abdominal muscles, or are you kind of like just? Are you, it's getting like almost towards like a hundred percent. I would say it's getting towards 100% um, so in terms of cross-functional movements um, I definitely need a lot more help so like um, you
1: obviously know what the rock is yeah can't do that just just can't do that um, like I used to be really good you you know my, my friends know me for, for doing a lot of ab work and really liking ab work I just that's not the same anymore you know mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: so obviously I've got a bit of scar tissue there which has now attached itself to the body and I try and rub that away uh, you know every night I'm supposed to do like an hour of Uh, Massage around the scar tissue just to ensure that it doesn't, you know, stick to the, you know, the muscle. Yeah. But um, like if I do knees to chest, perfectly fine. If I do a toaster bar, as soon as I come down into that hollow, I can feel that stretch, so I have to stop. Yeah. Um, I think within time it's going to get better because I mean, where I am now, for you know, as opposed to where I was when I came out, is 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 150% you know difference. Mm -hmm. So. But it it's definitely gotten it better. Yeah, I, mean, I can, I can, I mean, I can cough and I can sneeze and I can do everything. But there's um, <laughs> a couple of movements which are still quite tough. I mean, like a, like a bar
0: muscle up. I know we're talking high moves here, but I mean that's something that I won't do for a while. Yeah, have have you tried like the um, the r- rower V up? So like you put your feet on the rower seat and then you kind of like push push your butt up to form a V. At all, have you tried that before? Uh, wait. Say that again. So, so you, your hands, your hands are on the floor, feet are on the yeah. rower, feet like feet are on the yeah, rower seat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: great. That's
0: yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you do no problem that's with good.
1: that? Uh, that's fine, but I mean I, I can't do a V up on my back, so I can't lie down, I and mean, but I have to do one leg at a time. Yeah, uh, it's very hard for me to do both legs. Okay,
0: yeah. all right, and then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
1: I mean, there's a couple of months.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, 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 like how many months with how many months has that been so far?
1: Um what is the, when did I have the op so I had the op in September last year. Okay. September. Yeah. So September. So a good. Seven months, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, close to seven, eight months. Uh, seven, eight, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay. Very cool. So, what one of the pictures I, I on your Instagram feed? You actually, it was a mo- I think it was like a, a, a gallery. It was you. Yeah. I think you traveled to like some country or whatnot and went like went in the water or something like that for like a healing effects. Oh, yeah, yeah, ball okay, cake Bali, yeah. so cute. Can, yeah. uh, can you tell me like what the experience that was that was like? So okay,
1: so uh, one of the reasons why I chose Bali was so I I, I saw many uh, homeopathic doctors and and, and uh, you know spiritual healers during my uh, just during last year, and uh, a lot of them said to me, Jonna, you have to uh, you have to um, break yourself in a series of ways." So I have to go to uh, the ocean, and I have to let the, the ocean take me. Like I have to let it break me. And I was like, okay, you know, like I have to become one with the world. Like I have to, I have to release this energy. Because I, you know, I I, 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 hold on to, um, uh, I hold on to things, and it, it, it's like killing my body. So, so you have to just release all your, all your anger, all your, all your negativity. Um, and you need to do that in the sea. And I thought, well, if I go to Bali, that's, it's, I'm gonna be on the beach every day. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the reasons why i you know i obviously chose that destination i mean i had been there before but i knew that you know there were amazing places where you could you could dive you could get crashed by waves etc so um that was kind of a, a like a little experience for me just to kind of um uh, get my mind right and level myself um and this was obviously just before my um my operation. so i knew that this was the last time in a while that um I'd be able to flash six packs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was a very that was a very cool post. I, I saw that. And I, re, I really liked that. So, and I yeah. plus I've never been to Bali. I've always wanted to, you know, go check okay. it out.
2: Listen, you've got to go. You have to go. It is
1: so cheap and it's, it's just amazing, man. Like it doesn't matter where you go, the food's just it, it's tops everywhere. You know, yeah. people are nice. Uh, food's nice. Weather's nice. I mean, depending on you know what what time you go. Yeah. Roughly September September's the best the best time of year.
0: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So. So, like, so how how are your how are your sugars throughout the whole like ordeal with like chemo and like the surgeries and everything? Terrible. Yeah. Okay. So so they give you
1: cortisol to help you with your nausea while you're going through chemo, and the, and the cortisol just pushes your sugars through the roof. So now you've got to battle therapy and you've got to value your sugar levels and so you're just doing this all the time and obviously what 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 incident does is that it, it it's actually an uh, a, a, i think it's an inflammatory so everything in your body is just always you know rough um so i didn't have the best time but like my sugar levels are very up and down i mean they've never been completely stable um i think the most state of this probably for four or five days when i went to bali before my operation my sugar levels were absolutely amazing um, but it, it, it's with it because they were so good and just before i started thinking about that operation because because people say listen
2: don't think about anything just have fun just relax and i was like I, that's what i was doing yeah and as soon as i thought about it, my
1: sugar levels just they yep. started to crash man oh well they started to rise a little bit but um you are, you've you've definitely got a, a it, it's a type of, but in fact, that's one of the questions I'd asked my oncologist. I said, listen, you you, you guys are rushing me to do chemotherapy. He said, have you ever had a type 1 diabetic do chemotherapy? And I went, oh, well, well, it's like, hold on. How, surely, how is no type 1 diabetic? Well, how have you guys never seen a type 1 diabetic do chemotherapy? And they couldn't give me answers. So I was freaking out because I'm like, well, I don't want you to kill me here. You know what yeah. I mean? I know this is actually pretty much to my body. You know, like I used to have uh, like straws as veins now I've got like these little drawing pins, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah it's, it happens man it's it's, it's. I've, I've, I've had to just like kind of let that slide you know it doesn't really matter
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but the good news is it, it's obviously you know it's, it's done it's in the past um, and we hope that it's uh, gonna stay there yeah you
0: know? and, I, and I'm very ha- I'm very happy for you that you're cancer free so I was right. I was really <laughs> really happy when that happened so um you know you're very you're a very positive person, especially like on social media and stuff like that. So how did you keep that positive attitude throughout like your whole chemo and like after you know and how like what did you do for those for that like to keep it up? So okay, I,
1: I, I will be honest with you. Um, I mean, I so I used to be a very positive person. Uh, I think after during the whole chemo thing, like I I, I definitely like in, like internally I became very negative. But I knew that I had to portray this you know, this positive kind of person because I know I was I was um, I was I was kind of using it to inspire other people as well. Um, like I, I I wasn't a negative person, but but like I said, I, I I kind of became a little bit negative. Like I got very itchy with people. I was very short tempered, um, and then people would like use my kind of like no, oh, it's fine. I understand what you're going through, and I was like, it's fine, you know. But, um, so let's say you've got so there's this uh there's testicular and let's say you've got spinal cancer completely different cancers one is a lot more severe than the other and because the doctors had told me that um mine was so 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 uh so relaxed that it's fine it's it's gonna be cured i was like oh i don't like people talking to me about it that i i I inspired them because i thought well it was an easy cancer so you know like i i felt like unworthy of being positive does that make
0: sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: um but I mean, I I think at the same time, like I was, I had such a massive, um, uh, a massive amount of help in my corner. Like I mean, I had the whole of Cape Town praying for me. You know, um, I mean, all my friends, all my family. Um, you know, because I've got many families. I've got my my CrossFit family, my my, uh, my Tim family, my my family family. Um, of course, uh, that as well as my girlfriend's family. I mean, they were like they were helping me out wonders. And they were always on my side. So that obviously kept me going as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody's going through something like that, you need to have um, help. You know, like like if, 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 if I was a person that didn't, like if I didn't have, let's say I didn't have an Instagram account or I didn't have friends on Facebook, I probably would have gone the other way because, like, you need to talk to people. You know, you need to open, you need to, you need events. And yeah. you need people who are willing to listen and, and, and obviously give advice if they, if they feel they can, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I hear yeah. you. The, the, one, the one thing is – the one thing I've always told like – because I've, I've been in the medical field for like 14 years and so – and I kind of I – actually last last year I stopped. I started a new position but uh, I always tell like the new doctors or like the new nurses or whatever, like people that are new, you never tell people that are going through that situation that you understand because you really don't understand what they're going through.
1: You just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, so many people have said, oh, I'm and I, and I shouted. I was like, you don't understand at all, so don't tell me. And I, and I would swear, and, and, oh man, I think I, I remember having a conversation with
0: my mom saying, you don't understand. Yeah. Um, You know, because I know people want to feel like they, they sympathize
1: with you, but it's it's easy to say, it's okay, it's okay, when you don't actually know what's really going down. Yeah. You
0: know, like, yeah. you can't
1: feel the feeling. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I, yeah. think, I think it's, for me personally, I just think it's a way to their Their way of thinking to calm people down and be like, you know, you know, I really we really do feel for you and like that's the way, uh, like they say, understand because they just want to make sure they want to think that they know what's going on, you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I I I I always tell like there was a there was a resident the new resident that said I understand to this wife where he she literally had to take care of her husband. And it's like, like he was in diapers and everything like that, and like she was like completely stressed out. And the resident said, "Oh, I completely understand your situation." And the and the mom, the wife, the wife was like, ripped her renewal and said, "No, you don't understand like what I have to deal with like a day in, day yeah. out. You're just here for the first fifteen minutes, and like you haven't been through like the whole time of like his, you know." me cleaning his dirty diaper or like you know me pretty much have to pick yeah. him up everything and feed him and like you have no idea and so and so like I told her I'm like you really shouldn't have said that I mean cuz you re- obviously you don't know but this is going to be a good learning learning experience for you to say like mm. you know you just tell him like you don't understand and just say I'm sorry this is happening or something like that mm. so
1: uh, Tom, uh, um, you said you were in the
0: medical field for fourteen years. What was your profession? So I, uh, I was a, I was a medic. Well, I was a medical technician in the air force for seven years, oh, and wow. then, and then, uh, I did medical simulations. So pretty much, we had like these rooms where, like, we'd have mannequins and we, um, you know, adjust their heart rates and like do scenarios for the doctors, nurses to, you know, get them ready for like any situation. Uh, do a lot of training. I was. Also a uh, orthopedic technician at an emergency department uh, no. down in Atlanta. And also I was up in Boston as a, working as an emergency room tech as well. And I was there during the, – actually, I was working in the ER during the Boston Marathon bombing when that happened oh wow yeah
2: okay
0: okay
1: so yeah I mean i have seen be stronger so <laughs> yeah I know
0: okay that's crazy yeah, yeah wow. it was yeah I, I mean so I I could so definitely strong. I could definitely point out to the person I took care of but obviously that'd be a big HIPAA violation so I can't do that but you know they were right. we we intubated so many people in the emergency room but like anybody with like yeah. black marks on their neck like we intubated them immediately so wow yeah I think it was like thirty. I, we had like thirty six people come in all, all at once, so okay. it was it was definitely crazy. So and like. You know, me- I can
1: imagine that being quite a bit to take in, but I mean, at the same time, I think you you also good to helping people, you know. Yeah. So you knew where to kind of place yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of things like when I do chest compressions, especially when I worked at the Children's Hospital, like especially with like little kids, I don't like looking at their faces because then it gets embedded into my head and then it's just like that's all I remember from from that kid or some of that wow. dad yeah so I don't like like if, if any any codes I don't look I don't look at the, any anybody's faces so but like you know I I've there's there have been some traumatic things that happen but you know I I, I kind of think you got to have some loose like some loose screws in your head to work in the emergency yeah. department you know because yeah. you know I mean you you can crack jokes and like the like the craziest things so yeah. but yeah it's, it's just sure, it's yeah crazy,
1: eh? it's yeah quite a, quite
0: a yeah i've actually saved uh three people's lives during chest compressions wow man yeah,
1: okay. Okay. yeah. listen i've done your basic cpr and that's it yeah
0: i mean it's it's crazy like the, the first time i did chest compressions on a real person like their their, their rib cage started cracking because of because okay. of all the pressure that you're doing, and like Ooh. I heard, like you'll you'll hear pops like all over the place, yeah. and so yeah. you know it's 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 crazy. Like the first time I like literally started doing it, I heard the pop, and I was like, "Whoa, what, what is this?" But then like keep on going, keep on going. So I was like, "Okay," so okay, yeah, I so,
1: rather a than uh, the, uh, yeah, had,
0: yeah, yeah. Th- there's I have so many so many stories i can tell you it's like it's bananas like gunshot wounds to the head you know like abuse cases child abuse cases like wow, you, you name it like i every everything you can imagine i've i've probably seen it well
1: dude let's
0: have another on sometime yeah definitely <laughs> yeah so yeah. um we're getting close we're getting close to the end so um okay. so quick 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 like we got probably three or four questions so do you? I know obviously with South Africa, a lot of things are being closed in the gyms and everything like that. So, do you have any like fitness goals like till the end of the year at all?
1: Um, I wouldn't say goal. Uh, you know, this lockdown's been different for everybody, like everyone's had uh, you know, their own set of issues. Uh, I've just become really, I'm gonna say, relaxed uh, during, during this lockdown. Uh, you know, our, our, our gym has lent out some equipment so. I was lucky. I've got, I've got a pair of eighteen dumbbells, and I've got a barbell with 10, uh, like forty kilos in total. So I do some snatches, I do some cleans, I do some deadlifts. But I mean, it's not heavy enough for strength training. Yeah. Uh, so I think in terms of goals. Um, so I don't know. I didn't think I've told you this. In fact, I haven't. So I'm I'm moving to the UK to become a carer. What's um, that?
2: Uh, so I'll be looking after all um, the adults people who have dementia oh okay who have,
0: okay, uh,
1: who need mobility who need uh, companionship that type of thing yeah yeah um, but I'm going to do that just for uh, a couple of months through a year and yeah I think so I've, I've kind of leveled down my fitness now mm-hmm. um, I know I don't need it right now but at the same time I still need it for my own health Um Yes. I think, I mean, until the end of the year, I just want to make sure that I maintain,
2: like I don't get, like, super fat or anything, Yeah. You
1: know? Uh so, listen, you, you're in the CrossFit uh, side of things, so, so, a good five to ten minute workout a day is fine, you know, twice a day is fine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, the basic spot is, just keep the hot yeah. rate going, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: no, there's no, there's no set goal that I have at the moment. Okay,
0: yeah. very cool. Um, so do you have any, do you have any like books you like to read or what, like, do you have a favorite book you like to like tell people, Oh, you've got to read this book. This is amazing. So
1: I've actually just started a book club, uh, just before the lockdown. <laughs> um, cause I'm, I'm not a big reader to be in all honesty. Um, and we're reading Frankenstein at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, but I mean, in terms of books, I haven't read many books this year to be honest with you. Um, so I couldn't even say. Listen, get down and read this one or read that one. I mean, the the, the last trilogy that was like half read by me was was called The Last Kingdom, and that's about Vikings. I mean, if if anybody wants to know, that they can just type in Last Kingdom on Netflix because the series is on there. Okay. And it's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, oh, very cool. But otherwise, in terms of like you know motivation or anything, there's there's one that I've read recently. It's called The Power of Habit, and that's really interesting. That's about you know how how to form habits, how to break habits, um, you know uh, how are habits made, uh, how 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 big companies. Um, uh, do things, or, or, or you know, say things in the, uh in the adverts to get you to do something, you know, or to get you to buy their uh, their stock. Very interesting stuff. You should uh, you should read. Okay, it's actually one thing I'll tell you. There's a there's a certain um, a certain element that they put in shampoo to make it uh, froth, because shampoo is not supposed to foam, but you th- because. you're,
0: Because it's foaming, you think, "Oh, it's working," but that doesn't mean anything. That's just there to sell the shampoo. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know. I did not know that. That's interesting. (laughs) Crazy, yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. I was like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, but no, it doesn't mean
1: anything. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's that's, actually, that was that's amazing. I didn't even not know about that. All right. Um, So, last question. Oh, actually, we could do two technically. So, um, what would you tell a person? That just got cancer. How how to, how to deal with, you know? it's like, we'll just say your cancer.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Just um, don't be shy to ask for help. You know. Um, you need, like I said um, at the beginning of the podcast, you need people in your corner. Um, this is not something you're gonna go through alone. Everybody's there to help, even if 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 you know um, you as the patient. You're obviously going to get angry. There's going to be ups and downs in family and, and, you know, friends. But um, you need people in your corner. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just tell them that they're not alone. You know, there's many that have gone through it. It is is definitely a curable cancer. Uh, Whatever they need to do, do it now. Um, Of course, you've got the whole vegan versus... Um, chemotherapy choices, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 obviously did both, and I, 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 will say this, quickly, Um, I think the fact that I did that vegan, that vegan lifestyle, it helped my body out. So like, it improved my, um, uh, it improved my constitution. So, I think if I didn't
2: do that, I wouldn't have been as better off um, had I not. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very cool. And then, it kind of like, so this is kind of like the same question as the one I just said. So. What would you tell a new onset a new diabetic what to expect with their journey with diabetes? I'm sorry, sorry
1: let's just
0: Yeah, yeah, go for it. So so what would you tell a new a new diabetic, new type 1 diabetic, uh, what's going to happen and like how to how to deal with their you know new onset? Wow, cool. okay, <laughs> no, I have never asked that before. <laughs> I
2: have
1: thing. Um oh, man I can't say stop eating sugar because I still eat sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, God, oh, man, I don't I, I didn't know how to answer that. Um, yeah, oh, gosh. I mean, I've had I've, I've had diabetes for so long. Um,
0: uh, I don't know. It's, on. it's all know, it's uh, all, good, man. I, I stumped I, I, I you. you know, <laughs> I, sorry, man. Sorry. Nah, it's, oh, it's all good. I, I have to think about it. <laughs> all right well well dude thank thank you very much for being on the podcast i, I it really does mean a lot and I, I'm, I'm actually really glad you're cancer free and finally getting a chance to see you via video but like you know face to face instead of like you know right on, you know, com- know comment on instagram so thank you very very much for doing this Tom, so, um, thank you so much. I really, I uh,
1: really appreciate you um wanting to do this with me. Uh, like I told you before, like I wanted to do podcast for a while, and the fact that you were you know you were doing these I didn't even know. So I'm definitely going to look into um your past podcasts and you know just just read up and you know the rest of the uh, the rest of the diabetics. Are you are you uh, do you only podcast with
0: diabetics? I broad range. I have like non-diabetic okay. tra- trainers. I, I have like everybody. So okay. So okay. Okay. yeah. And just just one question for me. I'm
2: oh going oh